Recorded live. Well, hello, hello, hello out there listening audience. It's your girl, Barbara McGee, celebrity makeup artist to the stars, the hired brush coming straight to your own straight talk with the hired brush. And, you know, it's just been a powerful week, I'm telling you. You know, that moon was in retrograde. I think the last week it was two moons. It was one regular, and then it was the blue one. And I'm telling you how my whole gear has shifted. And now I think we're getting ready to change seasons. I can feel it. And I can also feel that we're changing seasons going from the positive. Now, you know, we like to talk to celebrities, and we like to know all their dark secrets and what's going on behind backstage. But the penthouse is filled tonight. And tonight is a very important night because, as you know, the month of August, uh, ending the summer, we've been talking about how to have that perfect relationship. You know, we started out with the perfect marriage, and we started out with the wonderful center of the perfect marriage out in San Leandro. We give them a shout-out. Hey, 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 you guys. Brother Vincent and the Pastor Grant and Missionary uh, B gave us two weeks worth of punch that we just enjoyed. And now we're realizing that us, people of color, we, uh, the creative ones, <laughs> we're having difficulty communicating. We're having difficulty with our relationships. We're in relationships that are lacking. We, Some of us are having positive relationships. We don't really stop and think, you know, maybe if I get a therapist, maybe I can get some tools for easy living. In our community, we don't really consider that. So, because that's something that's near and dear to my heart, and I had a wonderful opportunity to meet this beautiful brother who uh, was downtown Oakland, you know, he's come live from the Bay, y'all. Downtown Oakland, selling his book called Keep It Real. I loved it. His name is Jamal Waters. Do we have you with us? Yes, I'm here, Barbara. Oh, wonderful. Jamal, I thank you for being in the penthouse once again on Straight Talk. How's your week? How have you been? Uh, I've been great. I mean, it's been a great week. Uh, very busy, uh, actively uh, trying to uh, promote my book. Um, again, yes. the book is Just Keeping It Real, Ladies. Oh, and okay. uh, I got <laughs> yes, yes, I yeah, just want to make sure everybody out there knows that it's just keeping it real, ladies. But yeah, I mean, it's been a very busy week, but a good week of just promoting the book and making sure, you know, just trying to get the word out there and let everybody know that there's a up and coming author myself um, that has a, a there's a great book out there on relationships, and I, I really want people to um, to know about the book. Well, can you? Uh, I know you've already been on our show. You've been. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our show last week when we did part two of having the perfect marriage. And, you know, it got really controversial because a lot of people just couldn't understand how do you have a perfect marriage when we're imperfect people. And we looked at it from a religious or from a spiritual background. Everybody right. knows I'm a Christian, and I go to Martha Street seven days, and it's church, i got to give my church a shout-out. So I have a different scenario about who I go to when I need help. But even though I'm a Christian and I have brown spots on my knees from praying, mm-hmm. how should I consider when I'm in trouble or when it could just be a little bit better 
how should I consider going to a therapist and what kind of therapist are you and what kind of therapist do I need if I have a problem in my relationship? Well, you know, to answer your, your question about uh, what kind of therapist am I, I'm a, I'm a general therapist um, or a licensed clinical social worker, I should say, um, where I work with individuals, couples, and families. Um, but in, and in terms of if you were having problems in your relationship, you can, I mean, you can seek out any 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 therapist. Um, you, you can seek out a psychologist. You can seek out a what they call a marriage and family therapist, and you can also seek out a, a licensed clinical social worker, which is what I am. Um, who can all we can all provide you with the same type of counseling around your relationship. It just dep- depends on you know what fits your needs, you know, and, and exactly what you're looking for. So. Um, well, you know what? I really love uh, something that you just brought up because a lot of us uh, think about, and I'm, you know, speaking on behalf of my uh, constituents and the people, you know, I work in the beauty world, so, you know, I hear all the information. And, uh, you know, a lot of young women, we, when we think about a relationship, we only think about male-female. We don't think about relationships that we have with our girl pals. We don't think about the relationship we have with our parents. We don't think about those as being relationships that could be bettered or improved through therapy. Do you find that to be so in your practice? I, I do. Um, you know, generally people, when they come in, they come in specifically around uh, their couple relationships. But you do, um, on occasions, you do have um, folks coming in. I mean, because a lot of times, Whatever you're talking about or whatever issues come up in couple counseling, those are relationship uh, um, issues that are actually applicable to all relationships. You'll find that whatever their relationship is or the primary relationship issue, they're having those relationships in, uh, in other um, uh, you know, uh, relationship contexts. So it can be with friends. It can be with their colleagues or coworkers. It can be, like I said, on the job. It can be... Uh, with their parents, um, it, there's a whole lot of different scenarios. So usually that relationship issue uh, is, is something that they're dealing with in a lot of different contexts. Mm, I love the way you put that. Hey, listen, everybody, this is Straight Talk with the Higher Breast Now, if you want to call in, it's one seven two four 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 seven four four four, and that caller ID is one three one five. 95 pounds, and then your pin is one pound. And we're speaking with therapist uh, Jamal Walker, who is the author of the book called Keeping It Real Ladies. And you know what? The penthouse is filled up. There's no more room on the couch. We are filled up, and I'm so excited with our panel of guests that are also uh, going to bring up points and give us a little better perspective of who Jamal is and why Brother Jamal's theory uh, works. And so I want to go, so tell me, um, oh, and we're being graciously brought to you by Galaxy Talk Radio and T25CL.com, our parent company where you can download great music and where you can purchase books and films and uh, support local independent artists. So check it out. Go to the website, www.t25cl.com. All right, getting back to uh, you, Brother Jamal. So you were raised by a single mother, and it was just you and your sister. Tell me a little bit about your background, your childhood, and how you came up as a young boy. Were you raised in Oakland, or tell us where you're from and 
how that plays into the direction uh, that you went into therapy. How did that all happen? Well, yeah, I mean, I was raised as as you as you mentioned, I was raised by my my mom, a single parent, and um, you know, every you know, my first concept of uh, relationships actually stemmed from being raised by a single parent. You know, um, which a lot of us. You know, that's where we get our concept of relationships, first from our primary caregiver, which is generally our parent. And so just, you know, being raised by a single single parent who happened to be my mom and she did a fantastic job as a single parent, um, it started. I started formulating my concept about relationships and what that means to me. And not having that actually, not being able to see two, you know, a mother and a father actually in the household together uh, and seeing that dynamic actually play out, you know, I was very intrigued and very interested in relationships. So that kind of started me on the path of, you know, just being, you know, curious, fascinated by the concept of relationships and what would it look like to actually have two uh, parents in the same household that were in a healthy, loving relationship. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when we don't have that, we're left to our own devices to try to figure it out. And that's kind of, you know, either either it's going to be a skewed concept or we're going to, you know, f- somehow stumble on the right path. But a lot of times we end up on the wrong path. And we're tr- like I said, we're just trying to figure it out. And so that kind of started me on that that path of just trying to, you know, research and trying to, you know, uh, um, you know, just just trying to uh, uh, figure out, you know, what's the meaning of relationships and why is it so important and how that, does that impact, you know, my life and, and other folks' lives. Exactly. And did you, what I, what I could clearly hear you saying is that perhaps even you were trying to figure out what were you at a loss of. Absolutely. Uh, what, yeah. What, what, what was really missing here if I were to have had that? Because I think um, a lot of people, a lot of our people, black people, I'm speaking to our people, a lot of us, now this is an interesting point. We live in a construct of America. And the construct of racism. That's number one in paramount. So somebody poised a question to me not too long ago. So what do you tell your kid? How do you raise your daughter? I'm a single parent. How do you raise your daughter, you know, to be successful? Somebody asked me that question. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, first and foremost, I have to teach her in my home what it is to be a strong black woman and to be who she is. And then I also have to tell her and teach her what happens when you leave out my door and you're dealing with America's construct and how these two things are separate in nature. And as you grow older, you know, a lot of these young people right now are unbelievers. You know, we've come to the point where they don't believe that there's racism. You know, a lot of us, I raise my child, she goes to a predominantly white school, so she, just, she thinks there's no racism when it's, paramount right now. And so our children have a dual a dual self-concept. It's the concept that goes on when they're sitting in the seat, and then there's the other concept of them when they're at home when we tell them you can do anything, honey, right, if you put your mind to it and if you prepare yourself. Absolutely. Could you speak to that? Could you speak to how we should be approaching this racism issue as single parents, how how do we handle that? Well, I I mean I think yeah I think you definitely um, hit it on the nail. I think everything starts at home. I mean like last week the 
uh, one of the uh, issues that were brought up was, you know, look, uh, do we um, do we look to other people, external influences, um, to actually teach our children, you know, um, what they need to know about, you know, relationships or um, how to get along with others or you know, just just navigating the world, and particularly with African Americans, um, that doesn't work for us. You know, um, we we actually, you know, um, you know, historically we've been able to, you know, it's been about the village and the community actually raising that child, and we've somewhere along the lines we've lost that um, that community influence, that community uh, support, that that village uh, sort of. Uh, um, you know, uh, support system. We've lost that along the line. And so, you know, it's, it's really going to take, you know, whether you're a single parent or whether you're a two-household ho- family, to really, you know, um, you know, start at home and, and start, you know, teaching your children, instilling in your children, you know, sense of self and a sense of pride and, 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 and a sense of culture and, you know, and what it means to, you know, once you get out there in the, in the, in the, in the, in the world at large, how is that going to actually influence you and how is that going to affect you? You know, I think if you, you know, establish a strong foundation at home, they'll be able to navigate um, as they grow older, you know, those different, uh, as you said, um, racial influences, institutional racism, all the different things that they have to experience and that, that's thrown at them externally, they'll be able to nav- navigate that a lot better. I love it. I love it. What, what a powerful answer, everybody. This is great talk. I'm your girl, Barbara. We got on the couch. Brother Jamal Waters, I, w- I want to go to your to your sister. I want to go to your sister, and I want to talk to her a little bit about what was it like. Uh, you know, were you guys latchkey kids? Uh, are you there? Um, yes, uh, I Sherry? am. Yes. Hi, Sherry. Welcome yes. to this great talk. Give us a little idea of what it was like to have mom working, and you guys would come home. And I mean, did he did he uh, did he uh, bother you? Chase you around the house? Are you older? Is he older? Who was the dominant? Brother or sister? I was the dominant. I'm the oldest. Um, he was a typical younger brother, you know, <laughs> um, that, you know, when mom wasn't home, you're not my boss. You can't tell me what to do, you know. Um, but for the most part, how, we, how we many did. Years, <laughs> how many years difference do you have? Uh, there's a little over two years <laughs> difference. Go ahead. Hello, can you? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's just a little over two years difference in age. Um, uh-huh. But for the well, most did, part, you know. Hmm. Did you feel that yes. having a? Did you feel different because you were more or less in charge when your mom wasn't home? I mean, it was all looked to you being the girl, being having. You know, I've been in homes where. The boys don't even wash dishes. You know, the girls are in 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 uh, you know capable, especially if they're the oldest daughter. The relationship is that you are to take up for mom, and of course that mm-hmm. is a need that you feel. You want to help your mom. You know, she's struggling. She's working. You know, she comes home. She's tired. Um, how do you think that helped um, Jamal's perception of relationships? Do you think that? Or do you think that a big sister taking care of a little brother in the absence of mom um, is what our problem is in, in our society? Uh, could you speak to that at all? Um, well, I wouldn't say that it would um, 
you know, it, it varies from family to family because in our family, my mom, we, we actually split our chores. So my brother did do dishes sometimes. Um, you know, we would we would alternate when it came to housework and things like that. Um, he looked up to me. For the most part, he did listen to me. Um, but again, like I said, he still was that typical younger brother, and he would, you know, occasionally, you know, he would sneak out and he would do things, and I did what I had to do to keep him in line. Um, right. I was a protector, you know, mm-hmm. when I wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, um, I had, you know, I really didn't, under, you know, I wasn't thinking about relationships and things like that. I, I basically took on more of a, um, you know, a protective type of role. Um, like I said, I was, and I was a late bloomer, so I wasn't into relationships and things like that. So I had no idea that he was thinking about relationships and things like that. I, um, I often, you know, didn't understand why, you know, the we didn't have a, the male in the family, but basically I took that and I just kept going. I didn't let that hinder, you know, anything that we did as far as school at home or anything like that. We tried to make things easy for mom and didn't want to stress her out. Right. I, I can I can imagine that, you know, and that, that's when kids take on more than they should, you know, and they, that's where, uh, Brother Jamal, that, that's where we get guilt yeah. from, is that we become guilt-ridden and we, you know, guilt is one of the major uh, uh, problems, I think, in uh, the African-American community because we feel guilty internally about a lot of things that really have nothing, we shouldn't even, we feel embarrassed, we feel guilty, and we shouldn't even have those feelings. Brother Jamal, speak to that for us. How does that impact our relationship as young kids growing up with these guilt and these uh, 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 ghost feelings of childhood? Well, I mean, I, I just think that, um, you know, whatever negative feelings, um, you know, when we internalize whatever negative feelings there are, we're, the, those feelings will ultimately come out and, and, and impact our relationships. I mean, it and, and whatever whatever capacity i mean the, the 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 thought process um is plays you know it's huge in in how we you know um play out you know our our, our relate in our relationships you know um when we re- relate to one another um what we expect from each other um you know what we feel like we deserve in a relationship or you know um whether you know in terms of are we deserving or do we feel our you know self you know self worth or self value all of those things play out, you know, when we do deal with, you know, those type of guilt feelings or any type of negative feelings around that as a as a child growing up. So it definitely has a huge impact on, you know, how we attract uh, our partners and, like I said, how we respond to them in relationships and whether or not we self sabotage or, you know, um, we we you know we're, we're treated like doormats, you know, um, because we feel like we don't deserve better. You know, um, and so we allow things to happen in our relationship, or we choose the people that aren't really necessarily the, the have our best interests or are the best fit for us. Because, we, like I said, we don't feel like we deserve better. So I think you know, definitely guilt feelings as well as just negative feelings in general um, has a mm-hmm. huge impact on how we um, deal with our relationships uh, as we grow older. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you know what? We got a couple callers. Everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk with the Higher Brush. I'm your girl, 
celebrity makeup artist, Barbara McGee. And on the penthouse couch, we have the wonderful brother, Jamal Waters. And he's got the, a new book out called Keeping It Real, Ladies. He's got some pertinent instruction for us. And we've got a lovely panel here. So let's take a, a call here and see who we've got on the line. Hey, you're on Straight Talk Live. Do you have a question for uh, Brother Jamal? Hello, you're on Straight Talk. Okay, we've got a listener there, and that's not a problem. We encourage all of our listeners one more time. Hey, you're on Straight Talk with the Higher Press. Uh, did you have a, what's your name, and you have a question for Brother Jamal? Okay, got another listener. That's okay. You just keep listening. I'll come back to you. Hey, you're on Straight Talk uh, with the Higher Brush. Do you have a, a question for Brother Jamal uh, on relationships? Okay, we've got another listener. It's okay. All right, so I want to go to, uh, thank you, Sherry. Please stick with us. We're going to come back around to you. I want to go to Robin. Uh, Robin, uh, you are, uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship with uh, Jamal. For about 24 years. Um, not only being my brother-in-law, um, he's my mentor, he's a colleague, he's a friend. I'm in um, the field of counseling as well. Ah. So, yeah, wonderful. so we have a lot of exchange there. And, oh, that's um, beautiful. Right, and even in my own personal life, he's given me so much good insight, and um, he's influenced me in a lot of positive ways and understanding who black men are and who I am and maybe the best ways and strategies of relating to them. So mm-hmm. uh, I really benefited having someone so close to me to, to help me and guide me. And this book is just like the icing on the cake to just I love it. A, yeah, a real reality check and provide strategies for creating strong black unions, which is okay, so well, very needed. I want to ask you a question for my listening audience, okay? Okay. I want to ask okay, so since you're a therapist and since you're in the field and um, you have seen a lot of broken marriages, broken homes, uh, you know, when the money gets tight, (laughs) that's generally the root to everything. When the money gets tight, the loving stops. That's all I got. (laughs) Yes, indeed, Barbara. Yeah, because a lot of other things are playing really heavily on black relationships right now. Um, from the book's perspective, Keeping It Real, a lady uh, that Jamal has written, uh, what do you think are, without telling the whole thing, what do you think are pretty key pointers that if you could give us, throw out a couple, on communicating with black men, what do you think we as black women generally in your professional opinion, are missing when we're communicating with our men? Okay. Uh, Well, if you're speaking on a perspective of a single woman, what I like what um, Mr. Waters did is identify right off the top, you know, if this person could be suitable for me or if we are looking to do the same things or want the same things, connecting in that way. So I love one of my favorite chapters is um, identifying that, Discussing 11 things that you want to know when you first meet someone. That way, okay, say that again. You cut out. Say it again. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one of my chapters is uh, the way 
Mr. Waters identified and helped us to initially see 11 things that you may want to communicate to to a male partner when you first meet him. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you're going in, but you don't have like minds. You're not, you know, ah. thinking in the same way. So initially it's really important to communicate those things because love is blind. And mm-hmm. you may be caught up in the emotions. And sometimes you let those emotions determine your decision and don't realize those emotions are taking you in a direction that may be opposite of that other person. So identifying mm. those differences as well as strengths, too. I I got it. I love that. Ooh, that was powerful. We got right. some questions so, on board. So we're right. going to have to go to our question. I want to ask you, uh, Robin, while I have you right there, uh, what uh, I think this question is for you. Uh, what are the issues that make a relationship fail? That's what they want to know. What are the issues that could possibly, you know, we've talked about that briefly, money. Uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, I think housing. I mean, you know, it's, you know, gentrification going on where I live and just the stress of not knowing where you're going to live and you've invested your money in your house and you're losing your house. I think that's one, a a big one I don't know that people can survive. Can you give us a couple of other professional, in your opinion, of why relationships fail in black marriages? Uh, Well, it is um, as well as lack of communication. Um, It's lack of understanding. We don't understand each other. And the problem is, is that there's a lot of pride there that kind of prevents us from getting to know each other. I don't know if it's a threat because we do live in an Anglo-Sax, you know, Anglo culture. And so we kind of live our lives according to their standards, you know, in a, in a, in a, a predominantly white society. But yeah. it's, no, it's no benefit to the African-American couple. But they're trying to live that way, I would say, mainly on the female's part. They're looking to their men to be this ideal person, and he's not, because he doesn't have the same um, experiences and he has different challenges and different struggles. When you talk about housing, when you talk about financing, that's when all those things come into play. Am I looking at him um, from the white society standpoint, stand, excuse me, point, or as a black man in a white society? Oh, that's very interesting. Sometimes we don't address those things. So we have this conception of this ideal man, black man, that doesn't exist. Oh, I love it. And that's a blind spot for many women. That's right. I love it. I love it. And I think they're looking for a woman that doesn't exist too, huh? Let's go to Kent. Thank you, Robin, so much. That was beautiful. We're going to come back to you. I want to go to Brother Kent. Brother Kent, are you there? I am here. Oh, wonderful. I thank you so much for being on Straight Talk. It's just a pleasure to have you. Hey, so I understand you got a special one, but you're a single man. Uh, can yes. we know what city you live in? Yeah, I live in San Leandro. Oh, so you're in the Bay Area. Okay, because this yes, is World Wide Web. So, you know, everybody's listening from all over, even Ghana and Nigeria. So, um, okay, so what is the problem, uh, Brother Kent, that you see that is happening in our communication, Robin was saying professionally it's communication, uh, that we are looking for a man that doesn't necessarily exist. Uh, 
you being a single man, even though you're in a relationship. Um, tell me, what is this thing that's happening with black men that's causing them not to want to commit? I think it's a um, combined uh, um, issue that actually affects not just black men, but black men and women. And one of them is that clear communication. I think Robin was talking about it earlier. And also sometimes we project lack of respect for our women, and that can happen also for men, but more to our women. And it's one of the reasons why I'm excited and happy to Jamal's book because part of it is is telling us to talk about how we can value our community, treat our women as queens, and talk about what are the issues that we're having. For example, if we're not paying enough, enough attention to each other, it leads to potentially cheating. Well, we need to talk about that. As much as it sounds not healthy conversation, we need to do things that will bring us more interested in each other so we don't have to be distracted by other people. So I like the most information in a book that talks a lot about communication, you know, trying to actually create a, a better community for our own people and let them do things that we can enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Okay, we're going to come back to you. Uh, Brother Jamal, are you listening to all this? I mean, are you really hearing what people are saying about your book? I'm so excited. I can't wait to get a copy of that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't wait for you to get a copy as well. I can't wait. You don't have to put the plug in, right? Right, right. Absolutely. It's a must read. I'm single. I'm single. And I, you know, here's a perfect example. Young lady, single, uh, professional woman, you know, uh, in transition, but not married. I mean, we have a lot of black women in my age category that are in this position. And, uh, you know, I don't, I think that I have good communication. I think that I present myself well. I think that when I see other women that are in my same predicament, we think we are good mates for men, but we can't seem to get those men to commit. Brother Jamal, give us our professional opinion of why black men will not commit to a marriage relationship with their said girlfriend. I mean, I think I'm a little old for being a girlfriend, boyfriend kind of thing, but this is what's on the plate on the agenda. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, you know, you know, everything, you know, I think everything, again, stems from early childhood, you know, and, and how we grow up, you know, and, and for many of us, we, we haven't, we didn't have those things modeled for us. So we don't really know, um, we weren't really taught those things of how to, what, what does a healthy relationship look like? You know, how do, how do we actually communicate uh, with our partner in a relationship, you know, and, and it's not just talking to that person, um, but it's also actively listening to that person and and being able to apply that. So um, a lot of times, like I said, if we're not if we're not taught those things, we're kind of left to our own devices to figure it out on our own. Um, so as we grow older, you know, um, when you have women, you know, that are, you know, I mean, obviously, and specifically in terms of the black community. Um, you know, I hear a lot of women, like I just continued a function not too long ago uh, or just fairly recently, and there was predominantly, I would say, single women at this particular function. And, you know, I was there, uh, uh, again, once again, promoting my book, 
and um, they, the women were participating in the speed dating um, of, uh, part of the the, uh, the event. And, um, you know, I had, you know, people would come up to me and they would have conversation and they would, uh, you know, they would want counseling, you know, uh, informally. And, um, you know, the book was right there staring them in the face. And, and what I'm saying is, you know, I would see them actually, you know, asking questions or complaining about what's going on in their relationship, but I didn't really see them taking the necessary steps to do something about it. You know, it was almost just like they wanted to sort of, you know, vent their frustration and be heard, but they didn't want to actually do anything about it in terms of taking the necessary steps. Um, there's not too many, as far as I know, um, relationships books, books out there that are from a male's perspective. So, you know, um, and they come every once in a while in every blue moon because men don't typically, you know, uh, uh, communicate or express their feelings. And so that's something that, you know, men, as men, we, you know, particularly black men, we have to, you know, that's something that we have to work on, but that that has a lot to do with socialization and conditioning. And that's something that, you know, like I said, men in general, but particularly black men, we have to really work on doing. So we we really struggle with that. But as I was saying, you know, um, the women weren't actually, they were talking about their, their issues. And, I, and I've attended several events now, and they wanted that counseling, but they were not yeah. actually doing anything to to um, to take the necessary steps to actually get the information and then apply the information. So, um, and I think that goes obviously for men as well. I mean, men, you know, my book is 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 geared towards women, but it's also very applicable to men as well. <laughs> and men, there's a there's a you know, I mean, we we definitely have, uh, and I think it's you know, there's definitely a, a uh, a, a significant issue with you know uh, uh, you know the the number of men that are out there that may be you know you know there's a perception yeah that there's uh, either men that are uneducated or you know are are not quite up to the par where where uh, our black women are um, may not you know the, whether or not the men are in prison um, but I think you know yes there's uh, you know certain uh, perceptions out there, but I think some of it is also a, fa- a fallacy, and I think that there are uh, very good men out there and, and men that are actually independent and men that are doing the things that they need to do, um, but that doesn't mean that every man is, is right for every woman, and I think a lot of times we try to force, you know, what what may, you know, what we expect or what we want, and it's not necess- it doesn't necessarily mean that that man or that woman is right for us, but we, we we tend to uh, try to force those relationships because, like I said, that's it goes right. Not, that's not, right. I got a live one, uh, brother Jamal. I got a live. One. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna press it down, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cook, and I'm gonna clean, and I'm gonna present <laughs> myself, and I'm gonna try to keep all the bad things away from the conversation, so we can, uh, you know, don't ask me about my past or the last boyfriend I stabbed. <laughs> I'm pressing forward. <laughs> keep it Christian. <laughs> Right. That's, 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 that's how it is. If you got a live one on the hook, you got to reel it in. That's you're trying to you trying to you're trying to reel them in. Good or bad, you're trying to reel them in. You got to reel them in. That's what it is. Hey, listen, everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk with the Higher Press. I'm your host Barbara McGee, and we have the penthouses full, and the lines are ringing. And uh, if you uh, hold on one second, let's see if we can get a caller. Okay. Hey, caller, you're on Straight Talk. Did you have a question for Brother Jamal? 
Okay, we chased them off. Let's try not to do that again. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is great talk. Do you have a question for Brother Jamal? Okay, we got another listener. That's okay. It's all right. We love our listeners. Hello. Hey, this is Straight Talk. Um, do you have a question for Brother Jamal? I do. Am I coming through? Am I yes, coming through? Yeah, you are, but you're a little bit hollow. So if you're on speaker, take it off speaker, put it to your ear, and then come with the question. Um, take it off speakerphone? Yeah, you're, you're a little hollow. If you could just uh, take it off speaker and come directly to us, that'd be great. Okay, so go ahead with your question, sir. This is a new thing, so if I can see now. Uh, can't hear you. Can't hear you. Uh, try it again. How about now? Yeah, that's better. Okay, now who are we talking to? Uh, give us your first name and what's your question. Yeah, my name is Stephen Waters. I'm Jamal's oh. father. Oh, yes. wonderful. <laughs> well, well, it, it's a privilege to talk to you, sir. Okay. Thank you. Wow, wow. Thank we you. Got the, we, we've got... Mr. Waters on. I love it. But now, hey, you know this hey, hot hey. seat, Mr. Waters. No, I'm on this in the hot seat, but I said I will do this for Jamal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so I got a question for but, you, sir. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, my question for you is, uh, it's a difficult one, but it's one that has to be asked. Um, okay. What are your thoughts uh, when you're not with your children? and they're being raised by your ex, and you really would like to be there, but for whatever the reason is, you cannot. Uh, what does a black man, what kind, what, what, what resonates in your soul about the outcome of these children and your sorrow of not being there day to day? Uh, could you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Actually, I had to do a lot of soul searching because this was paramount and still paramount in my life. The fact that I was in the, um, there was a good part of Jamal and Sherry's life that I was in there physically. But I've always been there as far as spirit and my love for them. Mm-hmm. That answers your question. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's so funny how many of us, uh, we thank you so much for your honesty. You know, so many of us are so angry, you know, with our exes. I know I can be honest enough, Brother Jamal, to speak to that anger mm-hmm. that I had, you know, for my ex that he would cheat or that he would not respond to me or that he would uh, um, invariably, he had left me for someone else. and. Mm-hmm was taking care of her household and not my household. I mean, I have to go back and pull up all that stuff in Pandora's box and I have to be mad right now. But, but, but the point that I'm making is, is that a lot of us women, black women in particular, we look like we're mad. We look like we're mad on TV, the roles that I see us playing on uh, Love and Hip Hop and all these reality shows that have replaced real television. And so that the mentorship that goes on, we know it happens on TV, whether it's positive or negative. We see this negative role being played. And then all of a sudden we catch mom on an off day 
and she's having the same feeling about daddy, well, how does that destroy a child's ability, a boy's ability to relate to women later on in life? That's really where we're going with this. And are black women mad, so mad that we're undateable or unreachable? Go ahead, Brother Jamal. Well, I I, I, I definitely don't um, subscribe to, you know, that being sort of, um, you know, the end-all, be-all, that, you know, um, that there's no hope for for black women, especially, you know, I, I just think that things that we learn, we, we can relearn, you know, it's, it's, you know, the anger and the frustration, uh, like, for example, my relationship with my father, you know, um, fortunately, I was blessed to have a father that I can actually uh, uh, t- talk to once, once I became of, you know, a certain age, we were able to have a dialogue at, on a de- adult level, um, about my feelings around, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, my relationship with him and vice versa. And he was able to be open and honest. And, and, and we both were able to, you know, share that moment of really kind of, you know, uh, uh, addressing, you know, some, some of, like I said, my deep rooted issues and some of my frustrations and my angers. And, and, and he was able to provide me with the things that I needed to actually help me to move past it. And so I think those are the things that we need to do uh, if we if we have an opportunity, and I know it's not going to always be available to us, um, you know, again, I was fortunate, but if, you know, even if we can't, uh, you know, unfortunately get it from the source that we need to get it from, which is usually our primary garret, because that's where the void and that's where the, the frustration and that's where the anger and all those things come from, um, and we need to really be able to uh, uh, talk about those things and have dialogue. I'm, I mean, I'm very big on communication. That's something that I talk about throughout my book. Communication is key to, to everything. So I think we definitely need to have those uh, those moments to be, be able to express our feelings, to, to talk about what's really bothering us, what's really angering us. Okay, what's really well, frustrating. Well, 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 hold on, sure. Brother Jamal, because sure. now sure. let me tell you something. If mm-hmm. I just go on and say what I want to say, it go ain't going to be cute. It ain't going to be cute. Okay? Please, so, please. So, so, so this is the problem that we have as black mm-hmm. women is that we take men, now listen to me carefully, I'm yes. going straight to Colette with this. Yes. We take on men that are projects. Yes. Now, we could be projects too, but we never see ourselves as a project. Of, of course. In, in, we, we, we see them as projects. Right. Uh, he's got a job, he's got a nice car, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's not mean to me, he doesn't look like he's going to beat me. Right. So I, I, and he goes to church every once in a while, so he looks like he could be good for me. So I'm going to avail myself mm-hmm. to allow him the privilege of understanding. But at the same time, I cannot tell him the truth. Because the real truth, Jamal, is that I'm working with him to get him to the standards that I need a man to be. And if I say these things to him, what happens is, is it's dehumanizing for him. So I hear you about the com- the communication. Uh, now I want to go to Colette, and then you hold that thought. Colette, you there? Yes. Colette, are you here, Colette? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to Colette. This is Jamal's phone. Oh, is, yes. are you directing your question at me? No, no, no. I'm looking for Colette, but I don't see her right now. But, it, but Jamal, I'm coming back to you. Okay, so how clear does this communication need to be? I mean, it well, can this, be almost too clear, can't it? 
But going back to what I said, every man and every woman aren't meant for each other. And so what I'm saying is it's, it's not a woman's responsibility to raise a man to be a man. That 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 it's, it's not her responsibility to take on these projects. And I know women do do that. And I and and that's one of the things that I again I'm I'm encouraging and I'm promoting in the book and trying to empower women to know that no, it's not your responsibility to take on these projects and actually ra- raise these men to be men. You know, um, these men, you know, uh, uh, and, and and women do do that. You know what I'm saying for 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 a variety of different reasons. And again, it, it stems back to early childhood, and and you know, and 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 um, you know, maybe some things that weren't uh, either being provided, and so uh, um, in terms of you know, may, maybe not uh, seeing it modeled or seeing or these things being uh, uh, seeing that healthy relationship or seeing how things things are supposed to be, you know, uh, uh, children grow up, and, and and women in particular will take on projects or these guys because they they have a, a the caretaking uh at nature and also just feeling like you know um you know not wanting to to uh feel like they're failing their black men or they're giving up on their black men and they want to be a ride or die type of woman or you know i really want to support this black man and if i don't there's guilt feelings behind it you know am i abandoning well, this black man and so they take they take on these these projects, and like I said, I mean, it's not, the men, women need to understand that a man needs to be able to meet you halfway equally, and he needs sure. to be bringing just as much to the table as the woman is bringing to the table, and that that goes back to maybe how you know uh, um, you know uh, uh, just understanding that relationships are uh, should be an equitable relationship, it should be a reciprocal relationship. Um, and understanding, you have to first look at yourself, and you have to you have to look deep inside yourself. And before you start any relationship, and you have to figure out, okay, what is it about you know, it, you know about me that I need to really work on before I enter into this relationship? So it, as long as you're not looking at those type of things, and you're not looking at yourself first, and addressing whatever issues may be going on with you, you're going to continue to look at at men and, and and attract these type of men and take on these various projects um because you haven't really addressed what's going on with you and and I so it, it. it definitely starts with the person first and foremost okay well, hold on one second hey all right we got a pay bill you're listening to straight talk i'm barbara uh, your host uh this is uh, straight talk with the higher brush our uh, actual host that allows us to come to you live like this is galaxy talk radio and our parent company is www.t25cl.com, where you can download uh, independent artist music. We have a 24-hour radio station where you can listen to the latest hits. And also, you can download this show. So I encourage you all tomorrow to go and listen to yourselves and listen to this show if you came on late. Uh, because we And we've got, this is our 82nd show, so we want to say congratulations to me. Yay! And we uh, Congratulations to T25CL who make it possible. I want to thank them immensely. Okay, I want to go to Robin. Robin, are you there? Yes, I am, Barbara. Okay, so Robin, so the perception, the perception is that we black women are mad. The perception that is in the media, the perception that is running through what is approved television for us to watch in 2015. Uh, when I present myself at the bank, you know, whether we know it or not, 
they're already calling security if it's an issue. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I present myself at the fashion fair counter in the mall, you know, they're already know to get security if I'm returning something because they know I'm not going to be able to handle it. I'm going to fly off the handle. I, I'm asking you this question in relationship. Uh, is it, has it demeaned us? And how do we reverse this anger issue that people seem to perceive that we have? And do we have that? Um, I believe that, you know, for a large number of um, African-American women, that there is a lot of frustration. I mean, just being, you know, a person of color in this society, yes, we have unique challenges that maybe other uh, races don't have to face on a day-to-day basis. But as black women, we need to understand that being angry is a choice number one, and and it's important to really identify if we are angry because we do normally have frustrations, as I said, you know, living as a black person in this culture. But um, some kind of, for some reason, black women seem to be feel that they're more responsible than men in, in feeding and to having a satisfying relationship. So when, when well, you know, I, I would yeah. agree with you there because I can remember the times when I would see the advertisement, I would buy the ticket for the concert, for the romantic mm-hmm. evening, I would buy the dress, I would get my hair done, I would buy the makeup, I would buy all the groceries for the dinner, and then I would invite him over and I probably already washed the car and okay. I probably already filled up the gas in the Mercedes and then I hand him the key and said, let's go out. Okay. Mm. Right. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it's a lot wrong with that. You know, as Mr. Waters was saying that, you know, a lot of that is rooted in, you know, how we were socialized and and our self-esteem level, too, which unfortunately in a large percentage of uh, women of color um, is very low because of our examples. We've seen it played, you know, with our ancestors, and it just passes on from generation to generation. So Mm -hmm. it does take both. You know, that's the only way that it's going to work, you know, taking on a project. The men in the end, you know, is resentful. And he's going to go on and be with someone who challenges him to be a man. They want to be men, no matter what kind of uh, weaknesses or struggles or chronic um, negative behaviors they may, you know, exhibit, but a man still always wants to be a man. He may take those goodies for a little while, but eventually he's going to leave you and go to someone, you know. And go to someone else. And resent me the whole time. Yeah, you're right. Right. Resentful behaviors being displayed in the relationship when I'm doing all that I can. I think this is a, and you know, at the time I made more, so I had the luxury to be able to do that sort of thing. A lot of black women make more in the relationship. So, I mean, there are things I want for myself. There are standards I want to set for myself. And I don't know that I want to wait for him to get there. So I just pull him kind of long. Come on, honey, let's get with it. And and unfortunately, that you're right. It builds up resentment. Brother Jamal, how do we handle uh, when we love someone that resents us? Because that's what you said, remember. You said we need to speak uh, honestly and communicate. 
Now, I wanted to believe that maybe, you know, you don't want to speak too honest because if it gets too clear, crystal clear, folks get their feelings hurt, then you got a situation. Well, you know, that's the way men communicate. Men, men like to, they like to, they communicate, they want it direct. They want it to the point. They, they don't want, uh, you know, um, indir- indirect, um, you know, um, innuendos. They, they want to know what, what's really what's, they want to know what's on your mind, but it doesn't always have to come across as emasculating the man. It doesn't always have to cro- come across as anger or frustration or re- resentment. There, there's a way to communicate with men. And again, that's another chapter in the book, but there is a way to communicate with men. There's a time and a place to do that as well. Um, so, you know, it's really like, as Robin mentioned, it's, it's finding out and identifying where the anger is coming from. That's where, that's what, that's the starting place. You have to really find out where it's coming from and why am I so angry? Um, whether it's, uh, you know, society, whether it's, you know, uh, it, it stems or roots from my childhood, uh, wherever it's coming from, you have to first identify that within yourself. And, and, and once you identify that, and you start addressing those issues, then I think that's when you can start having those healthy conversations. And it's not always coming out um, as a black woman in, 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 a, in, a, in a manner where it, it, it's come across, where it, it, um, it, it sort of endorses the perception that's out there. Um, and I think on the flip side of that, I mean, it's not, it's, not all on the black, it's not all on the black woman or on the woman. It's also a man's responsibility. And as men, we've been falling short, and we have to also step up our game. It's not just the woman's responsibility and job to, um, to do all the right things. And particularly with black, black men and black women, as black men, we hold women to a higher expectation and a higher standard than we hold anybody else. And, and, we, and, and we expect a lot more from that black woman and if she falls short of that or she she has she lives up to the perception or the negative perception that we have then we're ready to run and uh, uh, you know a lot of times we'll put that everyone else on the pedestal but we you know when it comes to our black woman we don't so as black men we have a lot of work to do and we have a lot of responsibility on on our end and it's just not the black woman uh um you know black women have their plight and their struggles just as black men do and and a lot of men and, and I bring this up all the time because I don't think we have that awareness in our community. Black men, yes, we have a lot of struggle and we carry a lot of weight on our shoulders and we deal with a lot of these external forces and racism and so on and so forth. But just as we deal with those things, black women historically and even presently are still dealing with struggles of their own and that's where a lot of the anger and resentment and frustration is coming from too. So we as both black men and women we ha- we have to identify What's causing this frustration? What's causing this anger? What ultimately, which ultimately caused a divide in our relationships? And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's really about ultimately trying to figure those things out and then working together. I love it. Brother Jamal, we, we're going to get that book. Everybody, the author of Keeping It Real Ladies. I'm going to go to uh, Southern California. Let's, uh, let's find out if there are different problems. Uh, well, first off, I think that's Lady Roz. Lady Roz, are you with us? I am. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening, Good Barbara. Evening. Good evening. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. This is Lady Ross, uh, Rosalind Jordan-Mills, and she is a uh, professional uh, singer and entertainer in Los Angeles, California. She also has a show on Wednesdays at 7.30. That's tomorrow night uh, with uh, Galaxy Talk Radio. Who's your guest tomorrow night? My guest tomorrow night is an artist. His name is Second Chance. 
and he's a rapper, but he's also an artist uh, in the movie industry, so it's going to be a good show. I love it. Okay, so what I want to know, did you have a question, or have you been listening, and what is your comment? Well, wow. I have been listening. I, I, I definitely have been listening, but I think I would like to hear more, because there was one comment that you made, Barbara, that uh, you were stating how you um, – you know, you come up out of your pocket to make the evening go right, to paraphrase. Um, And now, for myself, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, When, if a woman wants to treat her man, why would a man feel uh, beneath that? Why would he feel that that's something wrong or feel that, you know, that's her her self-esteem being um, deflated? I mean, I, I don't understand that point of view. So okay. for myself, for my for myself, I was I was really agreeing with you, Barbara, because I don't mind, I don't mind treating my man. If I if I was able to do that, I don't mind taking him out, showing him a good time, and even um, when the gentleman's saying, you know, it, it's a, a partnership. You're coming together. I, I'm looking for him to treat me. I want to treat him as well. I mean, that's right. how I feel. So far as my relationship is concerned, yeah. and then and then. On top of that, knowing your partner, knowing where they're coming from, communication. You know, you can't read their mind, but like you say, the communication is so important as to um, how or where that other person is coming from. There's emotion that's going to rise. And like you say, we, we black women, yeah, we can get angry. That's, that's very true. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, you know, we're still strong black women, and that's what's key. We need to be strong black women and know where we are when we stand with our black men. Why? Right. Okay, Brother Jamal. Did I say something, Ms. Barbara? Uh, yes, sir. I can't. Can I say something? Yes. This is Kent. I just want to add that one of our problems in the community is that and Jamal you know, alluded to that a little bit earlier. We have to do a better job having mutual respect for one another, and we as black men also need to show a lot of love and affection to our women in public and and, and actually um, at home. And I agree with the lady that just called a little, that just talked to the host, you just talked about, that just talked a few minutes ago. There is nothing wrong for a woman to actually treat a man, as long as a man also know how to treat his woman. You can't be a freeloader just taken taken from the woman and just say because she's treated. We have roles that we play that when you treat your woman like a queen, she would also do the same for you. And I think in our community we've lost a lot of that, then we need to go back to that. I love it. Brother Jamal, my question goes to you. Lady Ross pointed out that she feels that, hey, if I feel this way about a man, I don't see anything wrong with me treating him to a night. Now, I wasn't sure, Lady Ross. Do you mean treating him tonight? And maybe he treats you tomorrow, or do you mean yes. picking up tag because right now times are tough for him, and you see that he has potential? Which are you saying, hmm. Lady Ross? Well, well, first of all, I think um, when you're getting into a relationship, you should already know that the potential is there already, and then it depends on how long you've been in a relationship. Have you just met, or have you been together for a while? Um, if you've been together, been together for a while, then I, I believe that that individual should have proved themselves as to where they're going and where the relationship is going. 
Right. Again, mm-hmm. communication. Again, communication. You know, you're, you're thinking you're sitting there wasting your time with an individual who's not, you know, showing any, you know, um, compassion for you, uh, is afraid to say, hey, I love you, or is afraid to say, you know, you know what, I, you know what, um, you're, you're you're the best part of my world. You know, something that you know um, is the icing on the cake for a woman who likes to hear those things. But I mean, it's just that uh, when you're um, starting out. Not knowing exactly where the where the you know the uh, rubber meets the road, but um, when you're first starting out in a relationship, I I wouldn't mind, but of course he's going to treat me. It's reciprocated, right? Okay, so brother Jamal, what do you think about that? Give us your perspective on uh, women that don't mind uh, treating their man, if you will. I mean, as as Roz said, and as I said before, it, a relationship is a should be a reciprocal relationship. It should be an equitable relationship, and I think it's it's perfectly fine. You know, whether I mean, you know, everybody, every individual is different. You know, so you you know, there's no one uh, uh, criteria that fits every couple. But I just, but there are some basic things, and I think if you're starting out in a relationship. You know, and this is another thing that I emphasize is that, it, you know, and I think we rush a lot of relationships and we, you know, um, for, for different reasons, but I think we don't take the time to really nurture that relationship and really get to know that person and that individual. And I always talk about the character of a person because that's not going to steer you wrong. If you, you know, we're always looking at the external or the exterior and we're looking at the bling bling, the car, the, you know, the, whether or not they have a job and so on and so forth, but we, we're not looking at the character of the person. I think once you, if you look at the character of that person and you really identify what type of person is this? You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, you know, is this a caring person? Is this a, a dependable person? Is this a supportive person? You know, and really asking the need to know questions. You know what I'm saying? Early, early on, you know, as you're getting to know the person, we talked about the perfect marriage, but how do you get to, you know, a place of, and I think that's all relative, but how you get to the place of even being married, you have to start at the beginning. In the beginning, you have to ask those relevant, necessary questions. And a woman can't feel uh, discouraged. She can't feel uh, like she's gonna, like she's interrogating a guy or she's gonna run a guy off because she's asking him important questions to to know if what does he have her best interest at at heart. You know, does he really? I mean, what you know? What is his motives? You know, what is his agenda? What does he really want from her? So she, I mean, I think it's very important to ask. And and like I said, I list eleven basic questions that lays that foundation. But it's very important to to really ask the guy. And you can ask him in casual conversation. It can be on the first date, the second date. You don't have to blast them all at once. But you can really ask those questions and find out. Hey, is this guy? Is his character solid? Is he, you know, worthy of me continuing on with this date and moving forward and progressing in that direction? So I think it's very important. But to answer the question, a reciprocal relationship is is great. And if a woman wants to do that for a man and he reciprocates and, he, you know, that's a part of his character, I think it's fantastic. You know, if okay. it works for them, it works. Let me tell you, everybody, you're listening to Straight Talk, and guess what? The board is lit up. Okay, we got to get to these callers, okay? So here we go. <clears throat> Hey, you're on Ray Talk. State your name, and if you have a question for Brother Jamal or the panel, go ahead. Hello. Yes. Do you have a question yes. for? Yes, I have a question for Brother Jamal. Okay. Yes, uh, Jamal. Um, are you married, and how long have you been married? 
Yes, I am married, and it sounds like my wife. (laughs) 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 Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am married, and um, happily married for 17 years, and with the same woman for 24 years. Oh, that's that's so nice. That's good. And this sounds okay, like my a, wife. We've been together too long. I can't. The black woman. So black black love does exist. <laughs> I, you know, this is one of the reasons why I'm so happy to have you on the show, and I'm so glad you called in, Mrs. Waters, because we need these models. We need these positive role models of yes. how to. Because uh, it's not like we don't have relationships, and we don't, and it's not like we are incapable of being in partnership. No. Exactly. What it is, exactly. is that we are aligning ourselves uh, to um, another standard that really is um, altruistic. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not our standard at all. So speak to us. Right. Give us two minutes about, uh, I hate to give the wife two minutes because we know you the best thing about the man, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> State your name again. And We're going to give you two minutes to tell us what it's like to be um, a wife and uh, to uh, help your partner get through his situation to be successful, write a book, you know, work, mm-hmm. and still thrive in a relationship. You guys been together. What's the key? Tell us. Oh, wow. Well, my name's Leticia, first of all. Um, Jamal and I, we've known each other for almost 25 years now, about 24 and a half years. And we got together really young, so I didn't have all the answers back then. Let's keep it real, ladies. I didn't have all the answers yet. And um, so I think um, when you're getting together with someone, as long as you're willing to First of all, I think you have to dig each other. Let's just be straight. And on top of that, if you're willing to put in the work. Mm, I love and, it. And, put in the work. And, okay. Yeah. Continue, continuously, you know. You have kids too? You have children? I'm sorry? Do you have children as well? We have one child, one daughter. Yes, yeah, she's oh, 12. Well, Wonderful. Oh, 12. Oh, I have a 14-year-old girl. Just wait. Give it another year, Dad. Oh, <laughs> you have to sit on him with a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the thing with me and Jamal is that we've – oh, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. I think the thing with Jamal and I, we've always had a basis of good friendship. Ooh. And, um, yeah, and I think if, if you're friends – then you want to work together. You want to stick it out more. You want to make that other person happy. If I'm trying to make you happy, you're trying to make me happy, then it'll work. And I love, I, I love yeah. that. I love that. That's beautiful. All right, then. Thank why don't you just uh, stay with us? I'm sliding up the calls here. So somebody might have a call for you, okay? So stay with us, Ms. Leticia. Okay, we thank oh. you for calling in to stay with us. Okay, hey, you're on Straight Talk right now. Uh, do you have a question for Brother Jamal as we're closing out? Hello? Hello? 
Um, Barbara, okay. since that caller is not saying anything, this is Robin. I'm Leticia's okay, yes. sister. I'm Leticia's sister. Can I just say something? Real sure, quick? Okay, I just wanted to piggyback and bring out another point that's really important: that we cannot ignore gender differences. There's a difference between being a man and being a woman. And a lot of times as women, we think we know what's best for the man. Like, I don't mm. mind doing this. I don't mind treating them. But is that what they want? Um, Sometimes we may, like, put on the silk sheets, but it may be pretty to us, but they're slipping. They don't want that. A man <laughs> gets his self-worth from his performance from skill. He's made to be a conqueror. He's made to lead. He's made to go to be a go-getter. As well as you, Barbara, I do believe in the Bible. I believe that God did make him as the head, and he made us from the rib of the man to be a helper. So um, a lot of his, him feeling competent is through his skills, and he likes to, you know, do things for you. That That's just the nature of a man. He doesn't want to sit back and have a woman take care of him, have a woman overly treat him, especially too soon in a relationship. The, the, the man that I'm seeing, you know what he asked me? He, well, well, a statement he made, he said that, I really hope I can satisfy you. So it is the earnest desire of a man to satisfy you because they are, by nature, leaders. I and, love that. Thank yeah. you for And I think that, by nature, real quick, women are caregivers. And we're always willing to step in there and take care and do this and do that. Make sure it's okay with him because that can be a turnoff. That's all I want to I say. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that was poignant. I love it. Thank you, uh, Sister Robin. Okay. Hey, you're on Straight Talk. Uh, did you have a question for Brother Jamal? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Do you have a question? Hi, this is Colette. I'm uh, one of Jamal's co-workers. And, oh, yes, Colette. Uh, we wanted to come to you, so go ahead. Give us two minutes. Okay. Um, I've been listening throughout the whole um, uh, broadcast, and I just want to say I agree with what Robin just said, that, you know, women by nature were caregivers. And in the same token, being a caregiver, I think we need to be careful about that when we're in a relationship, especially when a relationship is new with a man. We don't want to to overdo because if, if we overdo and that, that man gets used to it and, you know, we're doing everything and we're not allowing him to be a man, as right. Jamal says, we're not allowing him to be a man. And then, you know, maybe he is feeling smothered. Maybe he is trying to look for someone that's more challenging. And then it goes back to what Robin said about love being blind. Sometimes love is desperate as well. And that ah. might be a reason why some of us sisters kind of have a tendency to overdo, to do too much, to not allow a man be a man, because we think if we pamper them, if we care for them, if we love them, if we do it all, they'll stay. And a lot of times that does not work. So then you get that angry woman. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to ask who are we angry with. Right. Well, are we well angry let, with me that? let me tell you this, Sister Colette, I just have to get, let me tell you, if I do it all and I keep on doing it all, that's going to make mm-hmm. me mad myself if I don't get my uh, uh, just reward or what I think should be right. my reward right. after right. I've done all this mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, I but, think but, that's what we forget. We overextend ourselves. Exactly, I mean, exactly. Yeah, we put exactly. ourselves out in an area where we're no longer comfortable, and then when the brother doesn't acquiesce, then we panic, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, yeah, you're right, we piss off. 
So go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and that 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 too goes to uh, something Jamal says in the book that we have to let our expectations be known from jump. If you if you don't tell them what what you expect of them, then they're going to do whatever. Right, exactly. Okay, so we're going to go. I thank you so much for coming back. I'm going to come back to you guys. We're going to cover one more thing, and then we're going to have to close the show. Everybody, you're on Straight Talk tonight. Hey, listen, uh, you're on Straight Talk. Did you have a question for the panel or a comment? Hello? Question or comment? Okay, we've got a listener. That's okay, listener. Okay, here we go. Hey, you're on Straight Talk. Do you have a question or a comment? Hello? Question or comment? Okay. All right. So let's go back to uh, the call at hand, our subject matter that we're working with. I want to thank Galaxy Talk Radio and www.t25cl.com. Uh, for allowing us the privilege to bring you this broadcast live. I want to thank Brother Jamal Waters, who has been on, and this has been so riveting. But what I really want to bring up, and I think we cannot uh, dismiss this part, Brother Jamal, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. I want to talk about the step-up ramp. Now, you know, we women out there that have single-parent homes, you know, it's not that we're all alone. There's always a man somewhere around. And I want to really just give a shout-out to the step-up brother who steps up and steps in and gives us money for this, that, for the kids, for school clothes, for Christmas, that help out in vicarious ways because they're not his kids. He might have kids somewhere else, but his interest uh, changes the dynamic of the struggle. Uh, Brother Jamal, tell us a little bit about that kind of relationship because that's not really a relationship where you can be so open and honest. Uh, it's more of a relationship where you um, have to be more accepting because you have your kids involved. Tell us how does that work, bringing a new man into the scenario where you already have uh, kids and family and the household set up. Now, I, I guess my question to you is, you know, I'm I'm just actually trying to define what this relationship is. I mean, because I think that's to me, if 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 I'm not, you know, I mean, if if you're not clear about what the relationship is, or you haven't clearly defined it, then it's it's sort of kind of just left up, sort of uh, to you know, uh, uh, kind of play it by ear type of thing. So I think in every relationship, you really have to, on both parts, clearly define what that relationship is and what it, what it's going to be, what it's going to look like, what, you know, uh, what, you know, if there's roles that, that are going to be played out in the relationship. I think it just really, I mean, and, and again, go, going back to communication is very key for both the man and the woman to clearly define, particularly when there's kids involved, because, you know, I think it's very important. I mean, be, you know, when you're trying to set that example, again, starting from their childhood and what's being modeled for them and taught for them, taught to them, is you have to be able to clearly define what that relationship is. They, they're looking to this man as, who are you? You know what I'm saying? And just because he's buying uh, 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 food or he's buying groceries or he's, uh, you know, every once in a while he comes by, and he, you know, he, he gives them some, 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 some uh, you know, some money here or there. 
I mean, I think it's very important because they want to know who is this man and what's his commitment to his mother and what's the relationship. And so they're all. This is all being played out, and they're all you know looking to the the mom and the and this guy to set that example. So I think it's very important to clearly define that. Oh, I like that. Hey, you guys, we got some noise on the phone. I thought I'd tell you. I just want to go uh, to our galaxy sheet, uh, someone who makes it possible for us to be here. Andre, are you there? Andre? Oh, he ain't there, but that's okay. We still love him. Anyway, uh, we have but he's listening. He's listening, though, Barbara. He's listening. Yeah, I know. He's always there somewhere in the air. <laughs> but anyway, we just want to say, uh, we just want to say that, you know, the relationship scenario between uh, African American and women is something that we have that is special and is endearing to us as a people. And for us to succeed in life and in uh, the schema of America, we are going to have to go back to the basics of relationships so that we'll be able to sustain ourselves throughout the test of time. And that's the bottom line. If we abandon the relationships, if we go and prefer other uh, races, other ethnicities because of the stereotype, of, uh, because everybody got their own problems that they bring to the relationship. Isn't that right, Brother uh, Jamal? You, you're absolutely right. And, and the word that the, the phrase that you mentioned was back to the basics, and that's actually one of my subtitles because I think we, again, we make relationships far more complicated than they have to be. Now, uh, there are some complexities, but again, if you know, there's some there's some core things that we can do in our relationship to actually uh, uh, flourish in our relationship and, and thrive in our relationship. And I, so I, you know, one of the phrases that I use that you just mentioned was back to the basics. Everything starts with the basics. Absolutely, it is. And knowing the basics. And if Absolutely. You, if, if I may just interject this, you know, I just feel that, you know, <clears throat> the Bible speaks to uh, spiritually being spiritually yoked and being unyoked. And I think that is a big issue. I think that uh, the marriage bed is blessed when you can together pray and get an answer. And I think when we're single and we are doing everything in a relationship that resembles marriage, but we don't have uh, the security of marriage, we don't have the protection of the man in marriage, I think we, uh, we, 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 we really prostitute our dream. I hate to be so um, uh, cruel about it, but I'm over 50, so I can say what I feel. I, ain't nobody going to stop me from talking. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> That's right, that's right. <laughs> you know, but what ends up happening is we end up selling ourselves short and we uh, don't go to the relationship um, for the real reason why we should be in relationship. And that is to protect ourselves as women and to realize that we do need the covering of a man. And also for the man to give us the cover without wanting something back from that. And then for the sanctity of the children and for them to come up and realize that there are two people interested forever in their success, whether they're uh, here, uh, whether they're absent, as your father said. I thought that was very poignant, Brother Jamal, what your father said Mm -hmm. about how he was always spiritually aware and alert and on point and wishing you and praying for you 
that you would be the success. And then we uh, re, um, united with you at a point in time in your life. Tell us a little bit about that, and then we're going to have to close out the show. Well, he, he's, he, as he said, and as he mentioned, which, um, I'm, you know, he definitely, I'm glad he made that point. He was, he was, although he wasn't there physically in the home, he was always there uh, mentally, emotionally. Uh, he was there uh, spiritually. Um, if I needed to speak with him, he was just a phone call away. Um, he definitely offered up the, the best advice that he can give. Um, so I always knew he was there. Um and like I said, although he wasn't there physically in the household, um, and although that I didn't see that relationship uh, play out in my household, which I would have loved to have seen, um, uh, you know, I, you know, it doesn't change the fact that you know I he's 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 a good man, and I feel like my mom is is a, is a great woman, and she did, and they both did, you know, did they the best that they could do to to you know, um, in their own individual ways to try to raise me uh, to be the man that I am. So, Well, I think they did a great job. And plus, you know, your wife said, your wife said it was good. So we have to <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we, we, we go for what she says. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so I want to go down the list. Uh, 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 Sister Robin, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, give us two minutes closing thoughts about what we've discussed tonight and what you'd like to see in the future uh, with black relationships. Yes, with black relationships, I would like to see it take a different approach to, number one, understanding one another, because we do have different positions and feelings, and I think that the way that we're expressing it and historically that we have been relating to each other has been ineffective, unfortunately. And um, that that uh, plays back to, you know, certain legacies, you know, that we've witnessed, you know, coming up. So I think that with books like um, that Jamal wrote and more discussions and forums, I think that I feel good about it. I feel positive. I think we're moving forward to that direction because I attended an event where we addressed a lot of these issues. So I think that we're coming into greater knowledge, and I think that black love is going to have a different look, and I'm excited about it. And thank you, Jamal, for helping us move forward into that better future, you know, for black love. Thank you. Oh I, oh, I love that. I love that. I got I pictures all over my wall of black love. You know, them old <laughs> black life pictures. I, I'm holding on. I'm holding on. <laughs> okay. I want to I wanna sign off with Brother uh, Kent. Brother Kent, a uh, final word and admonishments uh, to the men out there who uh, are listening that want to have a relationship. What would you say? I think when most of the men provide clear communication with their women, respect their women, especially our African-American queens, you know, and actually treat them, as I say, with respect and love, especially inside and outside. People respect us more when people see how we respect our own. And I just want to say, I think and when that happens, we'll have a more positive relationship in our communities. And I wanted to also say, Jamal, you are a great example for African-American community, man, and everybody. Thank you for the book. I'll I be appreciate talking about it to more people. I'll thank you very much, Jamal people. And Ms. Barbara, thank you. 
Oh, you're welcome. Pleasure to have you on. I love what uh, Brother Kent said about being a queen. Hey, Lady Ross, are you there? I am. I love what, didn't you love what he said about uh, black women being a queen? Well, I'll tell you what, I wonder what would he say if we was on a date and I pulled out my crown. You know, I have one. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I just opened the doors for you. Yes, you know, yes. I pulled it out and put it on still, and then what's going to happen? <laughs> and you so probably... Ross, tell, us, tell us about the show tomorrow and tell us what's happening and what's hot with T25CL. Oh, my goodness. There's so much going on with T25CL. I'm so proud to be a part of this company and, and have some great partners in this company, um, not only with the entertainment aspect, but also on the film aspect as well, coming out with United We Stand, which is a, a film documentary of, of the fights in Africa, but also entertainment because we had some great artists, a concert that was done here at the Water Grand Theater. It's going to be a great, great film, edutainment, you might want to say, uh, regarding the film that's coming up very soon, very soon. We're in the, pro- in the process uh, on the tail end of it coming out to independent theaters and many theaters near you. Um, so far as my radio show, of course, we had some great guests. Uh, my guest tomorrow, like I said, is a gentleman named Second Chance who's um, um, been out there in the world in the entertainment industry and as well in the movie industry. He's had been on um, a number of films like Fast and Furious, um, he was on the movie um, Bruce Almighty. He's been on a number of films. So it's going to be a great show tomorrow. But uh, I just wanted to say, you know, tonight has been um, a really great time uh, of understanding what relationships are. And I would love to get that book um, and find out where to get it. Maybe I'll get that information later. But, I mean, there's so much that, that has to be learned. And to have great examples such as yourself, my brother, uh, and your wife, um, that people could say, you know, yeah, that's the type of relationship I want, or that's the type of relationship I strive to have, or, you know, to, to be happy in life. So I really appreciate it, and thank you for coming to T25CO. That's right. That's right. We're a family here. Hey, listen, Absolutely. I want to go uh, straight to, I got one caller here that texts me. They want to uh, come live from Sacramento. Uh, hey, uh, you're on Straight Talk. Are you there? Hello. Hello. You Hello. You talking to me, uh, Barbara? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Mr. Nomos. Okay. So you had a comment. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had a comment. One of the things we have to think about when we talk about black relationships is we have to understand that the relationship between the black man and the black woman has been controlled for almost 400 plus years, and the definition of what, how we related was we had a family doing the the early 30s and 40s in this country, if you wanted to get on public assistance. How many we got a chance to even get on public assistance? We were always unemployed. But we didn't get a chance to even apply for aid, whether it be Social Security or or, uh, or, or welfare. And when we did, then, that, then they came in and said, you can't have evidence of a man in the home. Um, and so we have our relationship with between the man and the woman has always been defined. Uh, has always been defined by our, the, the oppressive system that we still live in. I know that some people now are waking up that we're not as free as we thought we were, uh, you know, because black life, black life, not only does black lives matter, but black life matters too. And we have to think now, and, and when we thought about our political freedom, we thought about you know, taking the, the ballot box and getting political uh, uh, positions and maybe electing the president and, 
all the other stuff. We have we there's a whole uh, uh, social thing that we have to do to reconstruct who we are, what we should have been, and what we can be, and that and that includes our relationship with not only uh, the man and the woman, but our families too. Because we, our definition of what who we are has always been shaped by the system that we live in. We're not Frenchmen. We're not Japanese. We're not Hawaiians. We had, we haven't had that freedom for a long time, and we're just not getting it. And we need to. And, and it's, it's, it's going to be a work in progress that they find out what, what we should have been, what we could have been, and what we are. Huh. I love that. I love that. I'm so glad that you stayed persistent on trying to get in on the line. And we appreciate your insight. Brother Jamal, did you want to say something to the state of, of black life and the value that we have for it? Give us like two minutes on that, and then we're going to close out. Tell them where uh, you can get the book. <laughs> well, the, uh, in relation to the black life and, 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 and you know, it's, it's, we have to, we have to, uh, uh, you know, it starts with us. Everything starts with us first. I mean, before anybody else can care about us and how we feel and what matters in in terms of our life, it has to start at home first, and it has to start with the black with black people and with the black community. And we have to start, you know, uh, critically thinking about, uh, you know, what what you know what what is it that we're doing here? I mean, whatever we're doing with our relationships, with our family, what what you know, what's going on with the village, you know. Um, you know uh, uh uh that we once had you know in terms of raising our our youth and and our children and i mean you know so you know before we can like i said look for other people outside of uh uh our race and our culture we have to start at home every everything starts with you know how do we see ourselves and how do we want to you know project ourselves and and how do we want to get back to you know uh uh black consciousness black awareness black pride um, loving ourselves again, you know, loving our families, you know, uh, you know, supporting our, our our black queens and supporting our black kings, and 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 not looking for external forces to dictate that to to define that force and dictate that force. So we have to get back to look, you know, starting from within and and our own uh, uh, setting our own foundations and and and, and controlling that, you know. So I love that, that. absolutely, and controlling it. And controlling our own destiny. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have uh, Sister Colette. Colette, do you want oh, to give us your last comment? Uh, uh, uh. Hello? Yes, Colette, give us your last comment. Two minutes, please. Oh. Um, well, I, I just want to say, first of all, to the listening audience, get the book. Amazon.com. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, the title again. <laughs> the title just keeping again is, it real, ladies. Just keeping it real, ladies, is keeping apostrophe it real ladies, uh, and it's on Amazon, and you can also get it digitally, digitally on Kindle as well. Oh, I and love that. I, I love, I love writing, uh, reading from the Kindle. That makes it so apropos. I love it. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, y'all, I was gonna say where to get the book. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say one more thing. One more thing. Yes, and sure. Jamal, you interrupt me just like you um, do at work. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, I wanted to say, you know, Jamal, like you say, uh, back to the basics, definitely, but also back to the basics with our young people, too. You know, I think you need to do a book um, that's, that's age-appropriate for, for the, the younger black men and women, the, the teens and the young adults, 
um, because it's, it's cool to get it at any age, but if we want to get back to basic and keep back love alive, we have to start. We have to start with the young people and letting them know that it's cool to to be in love. It's cool not to yeah. not to be a predator, not to not to be an, an abuser. You know, absolutely. so yes. absolutely, I agree with that, Colette. And and I think that that is one of the major problems that we are having uh, with all the issues that that we're allowing. Like Brother Nomo said, we're allowing other forces to define us. And we're yes. not defining ourselves. And when we take that step back and define ourselves, then we see clearly what our role is, our 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 how we should proceed. That's and when we should stop. So we love that. Uh, exactly. Colette, you have been such a. Uh, it's been an honor to have you on this show. Uh, Sister Thank Sherry, you. The sister. What do you have last two minutes, uh, Sister Sherry? Um, I just want to say, you know, I'm very, very proud of my baby brother, Um, you know, uncle, father, husband, he has really turned out to be an awesome guy, and I'm just very proud of him, and I hope that everybody go out and get that book. Oh, I love it. And where can we get the book, Brother Jamal? (laughs) You can get the, the the, the listeners can get the book on uh, Amazon. Um, at Amazon, or they can get it um, at Amazon on Kindle as well, if they if they prefer right. to get it digitally. I love it, and and I would like to go back and uh, see is Mr. Waters still available? Is he Mr. Waters still with us? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, still okay. here, Barbara. All right. Well, we just wanted to acknowledge you and thank you for calling in and supporting your son. And I got a chance okay. to meet your son face to face and. I was just really impressed with him and what he's trying to do. It's a big undertaking, and we thank you for, you know, being there for him and, and giving him the foundation to allow him to be able to step outside of himself and see himself in a bigger vision. So we thank you again, yes. uh, uh, Mr. Waters. And last but okay. not least, where's your lovely wife? I'm here. Oh, there you <laughs> are. Oh, my. Okay. So we, we're going uh, to uh, let you uh, wrap it up for the ladies. So uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. You've been married a long time. So things have changed right. in the dating world and in the scene out there. Right. So right. can it you is. give us, uh, two minutes or less, a little bit of an admonishment about how we should carry ourselves so that we can have um, – uh, a better outcome in dating. Right. How we how we Don't, can get them, get them down the altar. That's what we talk about. <laughs> I, I, was, I would say just don't be afraid to continue to respect yourself. Don't think that, oh, if I don't take down, I'm not going to get anybody or I'm not going to get such and such or think, oh, I'm running out of time or, you know, don't be afraid to hold on to all those values because you'll, you'll come out, you'll win in the end if you continue to be true to yourself, I think. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. Brother Jamal, this is it. This was your show. Your panel was wonderful. Your callers were obviously enamored with Keeping It Real Ladies. The book is out, available on Amazon right now. So the callers can go straight to Amazon, purchase the book. You can also download it on Kindle. And uh, Brother Jamal, go ahead and uh, take us on out. What did you? What was your burning last comments that you really want to leave folks with? 
Well, my last comment is I, I first I, I just want to really thank you for um, allowing me to to um, to be a part of this platform and to be able to um, promote you know relationships you know something that I'm very passionate about something that I love to do and and just to to you know to hopefully restore some optimism that relationships good relationships do exist and you know uh, black love does exist. And um, it's alive and thriving, and you know you can, you know we all can have it. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to take work, and it's going to take, you know, uh, both parties, you know, the man and the woman, to to basically do put in the work and to be willing to to uh, uh, do whatever it takes to to uh, to try to to try to obtain that, and um, you know, um, you know, not settle for whatever the stereotypes out there are or whatever the perceptions are out there negatively that are affecting our community and that's that we're that's we're feeding into and that we're buying into we we need to really you know uh uh do away with that and we have to understand where that's coming from and you know we have to identify these things and then like i said you know it's it's really about us and the choices that we make as individuals and if we want it we can obtain it we can get that and it does exist and so i definitely want to thank you for allowing me to to be a part of your show and it's been a great opportunity, and I definitely want to thank uh, all the panel folks, my family and friends, for being here and supporting me um, um, on this 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 uh, discussion here today. I mean, I really I really appreciate the support and love. Thank you. I love it. I love it. So all you out there in Radio Land, uh, you know, August is the month of relationships, and they brought you Brother Jamal Waters, and uh, we've gotten a chance to hear about his book, Keeping It Real, Ladies. That's a guide for women. Now, next week, we're going to put together a panel. Everybody, we'd love for you all to join us at 7.30 next week. And next week, we're going to be talking about what do we do until he comes along. We're going to be putting together uh, ladies that are going to really actually come and talk about how do we handle ourselves uh, until we find that man. What do we do with ourselves? How do we empower ourselves as women when we don't? have a man, and we're waiting. What's the correct way that we should be posturing ourselves and empowering ourselves and bettering ourselves? Okay, so that's it. You've heard it all here at Straight Talk. We want to thank C25CL.com where you can all go tomorrow and go to Galaxy Talk Radio and Straight Talk from the Hired Brush and download this show for yourself. Listen to it again and again and again. You can also listen to our 24-hour radio station and independent artists. You know, when you listen to the radio, you don't hear real artists. You hear the playlist. We have real artists that are really cultivating, writing their own music and creating the groove. So if you want to check it out, download it for your workout. I say do it right now. We've got movies and we've got books to order too. Brother Jamal, it's been my privilege and my pleasure. Thank you so much. Your lovely wife, your family, your friends, and your colleagues. It's been my privilege. And again, you've listened to Straight Talk with the Higher Press Tuesdays at 7.30. The penthouse lights are off and my fishing pole is out. Look out, brother. (laughs) (laughs) And as I say, to all... A good night. Good night. Good night.